Hello and welcome to a very special post-Easter episode of Say Something Interesting, the follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities Church. My name is Brent. With me is my teaching friend, Megan. <laughs> How are you, Megan? I'm good. I mean, you're my regular friend, yeah. too, but you just came from teaching, and I so I feel like that. it's kind of one of those things. But uh, anyway, it's I great to see you. I am, in fact, a teacher. How was your Easter? It was... A, it was a- busy i know you spent some of it with me but not all of it with me pretty much i mean the most exciting part of my easter day oh thanks was megan being here oh so. see i don't know that i would qualify that as being with did you. we or did we not invite you over for you easter did dinner? and i immediately said no you shut us down <laughs> faster it sounded like maybe i was like the weirdo at um, you weren't even the one who the, invited me at, it was your I wife know, I'm, I'm trying to place an analogy for you it's like you're at the library and uh-huh. you're checking out books. You're just trying to get there to increase your education. And I'm the weirdo dude looking to pick up a date and being like, hey, man, you want to go to a movie? And you're like, no, actually, I don't. That was the attitude and the vilification in which we got. We're like, Megan, what are you doing today for Easter? And you're like, nothing. And we said, well, come over to our house and we'll That's have. That's not what you that, You are come... twisting this. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> I, Kylie said it. Yes. Kylie mm-hmm. said, why don't you come to Easter dinner with no, us? No, she We're said. Doing it at our parents' house. She said, you can come to my parents' house. And mm-hmm. I said, no, I want to go home. And you said, no, I'm not interested, perv. Please leave me alone. I'm just trying to get my books and go home. <laughs> That's basically what it sounded like. You reacted quite like immediately. I, did. I said, I love that about you, Megan, because there is absolutely no interest and you are not going to feign interest in any way. Uh, I mean, and I told you guys, if I didn't, like if you weren't my good friends, I would have been like, oh, that's okay. I'm fine. Like, I really just want to do go home. That's what I said. Normal people would yeah. respond. With. Gosh, thanks for the invite. Thanks for thinking of me. But, you know, I'm just, I really am looking forward to It was nothing like that. You were not playing anything. You were not playing any games. You're a very authentic person in that way. And I like well, it. Well, I think I also was like, oh, they think I am sad and don't have people to be nope, with. No, that's not at all we and- said. <laughs> We're just like, hey, if you're not doing anything, come on over. So I was like, no, I, I want to go home and yeah. be by myself. I'm looking like, forward to this. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I was driving in today thinking about some of this, about how... Um, I was listening to Conan uh, O'Brien Needs a Friend podcast on the way in, and he was interviewing Stephen Merchant. And in the interview, they said, Stephen Merchant mentioned, they were talking about The Office because Stephen was part of The Office over in the British BBC version of it, and then got translated over here, and they weren't sure it was going to make the transition. One of the reasons they weren't sure it was going to make the transition is because of the absence of a laugh track. Everything in America had had a laugh track pretty much at that point. Yeah. And he talked about how it was so, it was so off-putting for him sometimes to hear that in place because over in the uk it wasn't as much of a deal for instance he said growing up as a kid um when we watched mash there was no laugh track oh that was put in later that was put in it was not in front of a live audience and it was put in later and it did not make the transfer over the pond now what is unique that i found out today is in mash did you ever watch Mash? yeah i've watched almost all of them did you know that in the operating room there is no laugh track Whenever they were in an oh, operating and room, and they told jokes, there's no laugh there's tracks. no laugh track. I out hadn't of, like really noticed out of that, kind of a reverence for what yeah, was going on that in that sense. spot. Um, but outside of that, mm-hmm. it was all laugh track. And so he said, whenever we we were over there, we were we were so used to it not being a laugh track that it was like a, almost like a different kind of show, almost like a little bit darker. Yeah, yeah uh, uh-huh. and you know, uh, like, why are you making that joke, man? That's not funny, or yeah. you know, like that kind of thing. And yeah. uh, anyways, I, uh, I was, I was listening to that. I was, I was going, yes, 
I think one of the reasons I was so drawn to The Office, the first time I watched an episode, I was like, I will like this show. It was one of those ones that you're like, mm-hmm. you remember where you were, and you're like, now we're going to like base Thursday It took me a couple of seasons to be like, oh, I think I, like I loved this. it. And I, I loved it right away. And I was like, <laughs> I think it's because of the authenticity of it. Like, you feel like these are authentic characters, and that's that's how awkward situations play out. That's yeah. uh, You've been There's there. No We've all track. been there. Yeah, There's no laugh it. track in life. And I think my. Like, I think I was at the age, or I am at the age, or my generation, whatever generation that is, um, <laughs> is, like, authenticity is our deal. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that one of the things that is so, like, off-putting for some of the stuff on social media is the fakeness of it. And, like, Yeah, I think for show, you especially that... For me especially. Because yeah. you talk about it a lot. And I, I do. <laughs> I do. No, this I don't is... mean that as a criticism. It's just like, oh, he, that's something that really gets to you because I know, like you do talk about it a lot. I think it's I think it influences the way I, I do church and we do church. I think it absolutely shapes uh, as because yesterday was filled with Instagrams and and Facebook photos and movies of all of these churches doing amazing production level stuff with fisheye lens views from the back and it just like i just don't do any of that like i just don't care (laughs) and uh that's a real deal for me like i i just i drove as i was driving here realizing like that's and that's not going to be necessarily everyone's big deal and so somebody somebody will really i think push against that and and want to do more of that and want to be Mm -hmm. more flashy and more showy and i'll just be like yeah i'm good i Mm -hmm. I don't i don't personally need it now whether or not that's good for the organization you know i don't know but that's definitely my personality. Yeah, I for sure. It. So, definitely. anyways, I don't know. That's a really I, that was that not was in my notes and how to get here. Strange rabbit trail. A weird one to go down. But Which started with you making fun of me for just telling you that I. Now we're back. Sorry, that was. <laughs> I accidentally pushed the wrong space bar. I have two computers in front of me, and we're back. Hopefully, y'all figure that out. We just had an authentic moment, and I yeah. just wanted to cut the tension with it. So <laughs> I was, I've never done that before. Have I? Have I ever well, done that? Well, usually you move one of the keyboards so they're not right, right in front of each other. Yeah, because I imagine you will do that again if Somebody you Somebody keeps texting do that. me, and I'm trying to, it, I was trying to mute this thing and make sure that this thing's muted. Now it is. Um, so that it wouldn't actually come through and, and bother me. So anyways. Uh, <laughs> Yay. Ah, we're back. So hey, funny. I did uh, I did see something that I thought was fairly interesting. Uh, of the churches that posted funny, you know, whatever things, mm-hmm. um, there was a church in, the, get this, Crossville, Tennessee, okay. which is super ap- apropos uh, to what came out. <laughs> um, it's uh, it is a church, uh, well, it was a picture of, of a bunch of people, uh, men, mostly some boys, um, at their church, and I'm pulling up the photo for you right now, and they are all dressed uh, in the exact same shirt. And okay. it was a big ploy by all of the wives and oh, moms. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have you seen that? I want to do that with my friends. Where they all got their men to dress in the same yeah. shirt, and they didn't know until they yep. got there. Yep. Yep. And so there's about 50 guys in yep. the same Kmart yep. or Walmart shirt. Yeah. Because uh, I'm sure it's got to be one of those places that you could find that thing. Yeah, and, in a uh, bunch of different sizes. Yeah, and I was yeah. trying to figure out, is this is it funny? I think it's, it is it's funny. It's hilarious. I think it's very funny. <laughs> is it good, though? Is it like, oh, these men just don't care? <laughs> They have given up. We don't even dress ourselves yeah, anymore. Yeah, you're significant other. This is you. what they said would look good on me. Or is it, honey, I bought you this. I'd really like you to wear this. And I'm doing this out of the kindness of my heart. I don't particularly probably, want yes, to wear that. And it's, it's probably, probably like both, both and yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But I'm trying to figure out if, how I would feel if I showed up. Kylie had no say in uh, in what I wore on Sunday. <laughs> I mean, 
other than uh well no this is this is <laughs> this is another thing let's talk about dress on sunday for just a second this wasn't in my notes but it's it's going down <laughs> i had a shirt okay. that i really wanted to wear for easter because it's got like the easter pastel sort of looking right it's yeah, a button yeah. up that i got last year sometime is it that greeny one yep. mint green one yep yeah. pulled it out Did of the she closet tell you not to wear it nope she didn't say anything she was sleeping when i left oh, okay i left early um but it uh it had some wrinkles in it Okay. It had been, I should have pulled it out the night before and let it kind of air out. Didn't. Okay. So I I pulled it out and I'm like, I should iron this. It's Easter. I owe it to Jesus to iron <laughs> one Sunday a year. I saw an iron in the office. Is uh, this part of the story? You, this is part of the story. <laughs> I went looking for an iron. This is how often I iron. I don't even know if we own an iron. I went into our laundry room and looked on the shelves for an iron. Did not see one. <laughs> Was considerate enough to not wake my wife and ask her, do we own an iron? Thinking, if we owned one, where would you keep an iron? In, like, with other In laundry a laundry things? room. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's where my parents' iron is. So. You know what? I have an iron, and it's in my closet because I oh never gosh, use it. Oh, you, gosh. You're going to ruin me. That's exactly <laughs> where it was. I stopped by but Walmart. But I don't have a laundry room. At, so. like, 5.45 in the wow, morning. Wow, that's brave. Uh, I went into Walmart. <laughs> And bought an iron. That was nice. the only thing on my list. I, I Can you imagine the face of this lady as I walked up with my wrinkly green shirt and I'm and buying an iron. an iron on Easter? Like, it's very clear She's what like, is happening are here. You? Yeah. Yep. So I bought an iron and then I took it to church. And then when I got here... Um, what just, did you iron it on? No, that's the thing. I Literally, when I walked in the door... We had so many things yeah. happening. I never even got a chance to open the box and use the iron. Did you take it back? I'm going to. It's in my car on my front seat because <laughs> when Kylie showed up, she's like, "What? did you buy an iron? I was like, yeah. I said, I have a wrinkly shirt and we don't own an iron. She's like, yeah, we do. And I said, where do we have an iron? And she's like, in the hallway closet. In the game closet? Why would we store an okay, iron in the game Mine is not in the hallway closet. closet. Mine's in my clothes closet. She's like, it's a linen closet. That's where you keep <laughs> linen things. I said I've I've been in that closet. Are the towels in that closet? No. Oh. No. Though there are board games and there are like bed sheets. Okay. For like all of our different rooms. So that is linen. Yeah, I know that it's half linen, linen half, half games linen. is basically okay. what it is, and then half I don't know junk whatever stuff other okay. stuff. Um, but anyways, so then she's like, "Well, good, you can take it back. You never even opened it, so that's what I'm gonna do. Probably." After this or something, or uh, tomorrow morning. I don't know. That's funny. I think I'm going to go back at 5.45 and return an iron. <laughs> and that's the only thing that I bought and see what they say. And you're like, who is this guy? I'm going to be on some list somewhere. Don't sell this guy anything. He bought a $40 iron at 5.45 in the morning. <laughs> and he brought it back. And he brought it right back. Two days later. With a wrinkly shirt both times. Don't even think he used it. Pretty sure. Uh, uh, anyways. That's really funny. Yeah, it was good. Uh, yeah. Any any fun Easter happenings for you no. beyond beyond Sunday morning beyond mom, the craziness that was here? My mom bought me some candy. Okay, she bought me Cadbury mini eggs, which are the best Easter candy. Uh, I will vouch to say that's not true because I had Reese's eggs. I okay. think they're eggs. Yeah, might have been just birds. Like, okay, but some sort of Reese's pieces candy that wasn't. A Reese's Pieces. Oh. It was bigger. It was like three times the size. But it was like Reese's Pieces in egg form. Yes. Okay. Like mostly the chocolate. But it with wasn't the or mostly with the peanut butter with the shell, not like a bunch of chocolate. It was yeah. Okay, so it was like Reese's Pieces, not like a Reese's peanut butter cup. Correct. Okay. Like a giant Reese's Pieces. Okay. So good. Well, I mean, hands down. Agree to disagree. Really good. <laughs> a 
amazing. Cadbury mini eggs oh, are the so bomb. Gross. So gross. <laughs> no, it's not like the cream eggs. Oh, okay. It's oh, I thought like, that you were talking no, about. No, they're mini eggs. See, I knew that's what you thought. Yeah. So the mini eggs are solid chocolate with like a really thick like candy coating around the outside. Mm. And they're they're Sounds amazing. like my teeth would break. That's what that I sounds mean, like. I mean, you know, if you have horrible teeth maybe, but Yeah. Sounds like my wife's teeth would break. <laughs> I would eat that candy and my wife's teeth would break just from the sound of me eating it. I mean, she it's would not say, like ow, my tooth hurts now. It's not crazy thick, but it's like thicker than normal. It's thicker than a lot of other candy coating. Yeah. But yeah, they're my favorite. Nice. She bought me those and um um chocolate bunny. Nice. I know. I walked in on Saturday because I had Easter dinner with them on Saturday. That's why I told you guys no so quickly. Got it. Because you had already I was had like, it. oh, I had. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I did the family thing. Don't worry. I'm like covered. OK. Um, <laughs> I just want to make sure you looked very lonely. I'm just no, kidding. I you didn't. Did <laughs> you absolutely didn't. It was very businesslike. <laughs> I don't want to hang out with you guys. Thank you. It wasn't even meant that way. It was just like, no, I don't. I want to go home. Uh, we had quite the crowd on Sunday, we which sure is awesome. Did. Thank you all for those of you who came out. It was uh, it was a bonker, especially second service was just like we we're trying to find chairs. We had baptisms, which always helps because people want to come and support mm-hmm. their family and, and do that. We had uh, eight baptisms on Sunday, which is really, really cool. I got to baptize my daughter. She was one of the eight, which is really fun. Uh, all the McDowell crew got baptized and a bunch of other people. So it was really awesome. Uh, we did communion together. The band was just at the top of their game. Full band on Sunday, too. It was a good, good Sunday. It was awesome. So, Yeah, it was crazy. I was tired. Our taco truck didn't show up. I know, but you hadn't super advertised it, so. I didn't. Probably on purpose, right? No, not necessarily. Just I like to surprise. I'd rather um, under-promise and over-deliver on life. Yeah, for sure. And um, that's just how I I work. And that's that's how I landed Kylie. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Everything else in life. It's a great motto in life. It's better than the opposite. Uh, Again, that authenticity piece comes into play. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm not, I still don't know what happened and I'm torn because, um, when that kind of stuff happens, I I'll in the back of my mind, just be like, that's fine. No problem. You want to dish me and dog me like that? That's fine. I just Mm want to eat there again. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like we had a run in with our little, (laughs) I don't even know if I should talk about this. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm going to, there was a bakery nearby. (laughs) I'll just say nearby that had some issues with us doing an outdoor event that we legally signed up for, had all the paperwork and had informed them of and had informed them of. And they, uh, yeah, they were not happy on that day. We had a little Mm -hmm. confrontation. The policemen were called. They looked Mm -hmm. at our paperwork and said, he's in the right. It felt really great. But um, (laughs) as a result, I used to go there, not often, but occasionally. Mm -hmm. And I just won't go there again. And now, and that's fine because I can find, there's other bakeries that are doing that. Uh But this is one of my favorite taco spots. Oh, no. So I'm like torn because I'm like, dude, his pork tacos are out of this world. Uh. So I'm trying to figure out, like, do I go? Do I wear like a hat and be like, hey, man, I'll just, you know. Or you go and you shame him for. I go and you. I say, "What the heck, man? Yeah, I talked to you that's, on Thursday." That's my go-to with students. Yeah, is just public shaming. Yeah, I well, you're <laughs> you're the authentic one, so you're the confrontational. I need to take you with me. That's what I need to do. Go there, no. and, and when he comes out with some lame excuse, then you, where, whereas normally I would be like, "Oh no, totally understandable." You said your wife was having a baby. Like I totally get that. You should, you would be there, and you'd be like, "A baby? Who cares about a baby? <laughs> How many do you true. have?" Who do you think I am? You drop her off at the hospital, pick her up when she's done, come over and serve us some tacos. We have some tacos that need to be eaten. Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. 
not with that, but you would be way more upfront than I would be. No, I don't know. Sometimes with like with what are you kids, doing? it's easy. What are you doing tomorrow? Can I buy you a couple tacos? You'll well, go with me. So remember how I have a full time job? Got it. <laughs> I need to find one of those school holidays where like teachers have it off, but nobody else does. I need one. next time we have one of those. Uh, you come over and I'll buy you some I mean, tacos. Summer break. I think that's the next time we have one of those. All right. Isn't there like a fourth trimester day or something like nope. that? Gosh, dang it. Fourth, fourth trimester. <laughs> as soon as I said it, it was like, ah, eh, it's not the right word. <laughs> trimester. <laughs> uh, yesterday, uh, real, just a, since this is a follow up of, of what we talked about on Sunday, it was a one of the most note free talks that I've given in a long time. I had no, notes, but I, did. I looked at them, I think, once or twice because yeah. uh, it was basically just a reading, a breezing through like the passion, which is what that kind of week leading up to mm-hmm. um, uh, Jesus' arresting and, and burial and uh, resurrection piece. Anyways, um, so just a, a reenactment of, of the walkthrough for that and the events leading up to that and stories and trying to trying to portray people as actual people, which I think mm-hmm. is sometimes like so critically important to think about Pilate as a person who was trying to manage you know, uh, leadership dynamics, uh, Nicodemus as a person who is, uh, has social influence and had to kind of weigh the cost benefit analysis Mm -hmm. of, of joining the Jesus regime, uh, before and after his death and what he was willing to stand for and sacrifice for. And, and the story of uh, Martha showing up in the, uh, Mary, uh, Mary, Mary Mary showing up in the morning uh, to an empty tomb and and how all that played out. I I just, you know, there, there wasn't, there's not Mm -hmm. a lot for me to talk about other than you can read the story and figure it out for yourself. I always think, um, when, as I'm reading it, how the pacing of the whole thing and how it really is like, they're all telling the same story. They all slow down at the right times. It's very, very clear this is them attempting to just say, "Here's what I saw. Mm-hmm. Do with it what you want to do." I don't. It's not an. I don't feel any obligation for you to do anything with this or not do anything. That's up to you. That's between you and God. But like, I feel an obligation to write down what I saw. I'm not getting paid for it. I'm not getting royalties for it. In fact, many of them would die for what they wrote mm-hmm. down and believe. And and yet they've kind of felt like this weird. Like I just need to tell somebody what I saw, mm-hmm. and that really translates into kind of what the gospels yeah, came out, out to sure. be. And I mean, that's so relatable because we've all, like, we all, oh, I was there. Oh, I did. I saw that. I live next to a really busy intersection and there's um, regularly crashes, sometimes like pretty big, pretty big ones or pretty bad ones. And it's always like, uh, like the, maybe like a week ago, there was a pretty bad crash and I got home like after it had happened. And so I kind of had to like navigate through it to get to my house. And um, some of the neighbors were out. And I was like, oh, did you see it happen? They're like, yeah, it was pretty bad. And I was like, oh, was it loud? Yeah, it was so loud. And I was like, oh, yeah, a couple months ago or a couple years ago, a guy like ran into the light pole and they had to replace it, you know. So everybody does that. Oh, for sure. With like good things and with bad things, like, or like watching a train wreck, watching a car wreck, right? Everyone's like, oh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, I saw that. As soon as you said that, yeah. I remember we lived in our West Richland fourplex when. The Westerson Golf Course uh, Clubhouse burnt down. Oh, geez. And it was four in the morning, and we all ran out like in our pajamas and watched this thing in flames. And like anytime I see that, or somebody says, oh, they got a new clubhouse, I'll be like, I was there when it burnt down. <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing that. I was out there. <laughs> I saw the fire guy. You know, I was, yeah. I, it's it's hilarious. It's like, it still comes to mind that yeah. you, you go, I was there. I was there. Yeah. So, and when, when something like that happens, you also are like way more attuned to hearing follow-up story right and so like for the disciples saying hey this is what we saw anybody who was there 
is like, oh, I did, I saw that, I saw Jesus. Yeah. And then for them to be like, well, this is what happened next, right? Mm-hmm. And that like it packs more impact because you saw the initial part. You'd be like, no way, no way, I saw him dead. Yeah. There's no way, right? Yeah. And and so like there's that piece of it too of like when you're like this, I saw it, I was there, I saw this. Someone's like, well, so did I. Yeah. Are you sure that's what happened next? Right? Yeah. Like you're more invested in it. Yeah. And I think it's interesting too because it goes beyond here's what common knowledge is about something. Like we can read about something and we can even watch it on TV or or whatever or look on Wikipedia and be like, this is when the Fail Mary ha- game happened, right? And you can know all the details. You can even – you can do so much research on it that you – can know more of the actual de- you can know the names of the referees that were working that game and yet I am going to bring something different to it and my story is still going to be interesting because I was I might not even know ha- half the information that you do yeah. about it and honestly you're going to have more authority right because you, you were I am? there yeah because you were there like like at least for me like someone who's there, even if you don't know all the details like I'm going to believe your account over some guy who researched it heck out of it yeah that's interesting though because i definitely think that there are some people who not that that's good like yeah. we're like that you actually are Perceived more accurate authority though, yeah maybe. yeah because like i could get it wrong too i could see it and be like oh man when jordan love threw that pass you'd be like it was aaron Rodgers." and be like no i remember it being something different like yeah like my sure. memory yeah. is faulty too i know that um which i think if the gospel stories were one person one person's perspective on it then that kind of can come into play. I think that the the thing about having four different why do we have four different perspectives? Well, because you have four different people remembering different things. I think that speaks to the inconsistency that comes across in the story sometimes. Mm-hmm. Was there four thousand people that were fed, or was there five thousand people that were fed? Did Mary did she see somebody in there who talked to her and told mm-hmm. her um, I'm Jesus, or did she see a gardener who you know she she mm-hmm. saw somebody who th- she thought there was a gardener it was Jesus, or she just saw it was empty and ran away? Like if you hold strictly to well their version is truest, then well yeah, but which one? You know what I mean? Like. That can also play, but that's the beauty of the Gospels is you have both the authenticity of the eyewitness accounts, and then you also have a multitude of those to be able mm-hmm. to balance those kind of stories out. Yeah, for sure. Was there anything else that stood out to you in, in mm, the that talk? That was it. Well, I mean, I, I thought it was good. I liked how you just like went, I don't know, it was different than you've gone through the story some other times, and so... Yeah, that was kind of nice. I almost based the whole thing just on Pilate's response because I thought that was the most interesting piece of my talk, and maybe it wasn't interesting to anybody else. But when he he really could not shake who this person Jesus was. He had he had he's the most interesting person in the story because of the dynamics of what he was doing and why he was there. He's representing Rome, but he's not. He doesn't want to be there. You know, he doesn't. There's not really a lot of information about him. There's he probably pissed off the wrong person to get stationed there in the first place. And then where he went after that, you know, nobody knows. It just kind of ends there. But he's the one who his wife sees Jesus and is like, there's something different about that guy. And then he's like, well, what do you think it is? And then he's going the questioning the what is truth thing. He's operating at a different level than the religious leaders and the people who are there, right? He's got more culture, more money, more influence, more things than anybody else on the store in the story, right? Uh, and then for him to put have, you know, put on the the top of Jesus's cross, where they would typically say, uh, "This is the crimes of the individual that's being crucified." Here's why they're being punished for what they've done. He puts King of the Jews and asks to change that from the religious leaders, and he goes, "I'm not going to change it." Mm-hmm. Like I love, like, what is that? Why did he? Why did he not like be like, "Fine, I don't, I don't care what you put on there. Do put whatever you want on there." That's like his little protest. I guess he's like, yeah. "I don't, I don't really want to do this, but I also know that if I don't, 
I'm going to have a situation I, I'm I doing can't this handle. I'm doing this for you, but I don't even like you. Yeah. So this is, I'm going to do it my way mm-hmm. and have some sort of control in the situation, but not enough control to necessarily free Jesus, which I think is probably what he wanted to mm-hmm. do. Like, I have, like, these legal obligations to maintain order. This seems like the safest way to maintain order because mm-hmm. you, you're insignificant. Who cares what I do with you? But I also kind of like you, and I'm intrigued by you. So, like, I want to let you go, but I'm, like, stuck. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, at this catch-22, and I'm not exactly sure what to do. And, um, you know, he didn't, you know, go to the disciples who he knew would write that story and say, hey, make sure you include that piece of me washing my hands and refusing to change the sign on top of his cross— um, I, I guarantee he had no idea that that was even going to be taken into account. You know, I don't know. I just think it's, uh, yeah. he definitely is the most interesting, like most complex character in the, in the passion story. For sure. Because like, you really don't know like, he, well, cause he's invested, but not. Yeah. And like, he's part of it, but also much, very much outside of it. And then whatever not... happened to him, right? Yeah. Like he's alive when these, these gospel stories are, uh, written probably and start begin to circulate and uh, it would be uh, regardless of where he ended up because he probably didn't stay there he probably got went closer to rome mm-hmm. you know as you got older and more seniority you moved closer to home for mm-hmm. sure um but you always probably have some sort of nostalgia for a place and if these begin to get popular and christianity exploded the way that i think it did in that time like, there's got to be something for him of wanting to keep up with some of these stories and like, oh, yeah, I worked there for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever happened, whatever happened to that Jesus guy, well, I know what happened to that Jesus guy. Mm-hmm. And I know what they said happened to him yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. but like, I'm sure that that story, he probably had like a little book at home. Here's my book of like Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm making it up. But yeah. <laughs> uh, it's intriguing. There, there could be a like a fun fictional novel written from his perspective 20 years ipso facto uh, that I think would I would read and okay. I'd be like this is like really inter- entertaining so <laughs> oh like fiction like imagining yeah, fiction. yeah. yeah that'd be yeah, cool not real but right. like are you gonna write it no I'm not gonna write it well I don't know maybe <laughs> I think it'd be interesting though from a postmodern sort of perspective yeah for sure man this is good this is a good book idea <laughs> nobody steal this okay <laughs> this is my second good book idea <laughs> What was your first? Have you know? Have I not ever I told you about I my first think one? So maybe I don't think so. Oh man, I don't even know if I want to get into it on this. Okay, thing. then don't worry about it. Well, now we've teased everybody. I know. I would love to write a book someday on a family-owned and operated mini airline. That <laughs> I'm not joking. Like small airplanes or like a small like airplanes that are about to be. They're on the verge of being phased out and retired and broken down. But so they like Delta won't operate them. Yeah. Even like Allegiant is like, yeah, it's not worth the risk. Somebody out there though is like, I'll buy it for pennies on the dollar and get the last little life of it and fly to little. What kind of liability would you have to carry? Tons, uh, huge. Their insurance <laughs> would be through the roof. But you could offset it. I mean, you know, you're just like this little podunk thing running flights from, from. <laughs> I I I got it because I'm like Allegiant. Is this fiction? I think I did it because yeah, it'd be totally fiction. <laughs> Uh, writing from like what's flying on a legion. You think what's of the, the stories. What's the drama? Think of this. something has to crash. There's got to be a plane crash. No, think of the stories that you would have of all of the people going from 
like a small town, like even smaller than the Tri-Cities. I'm thinking like a Burbank or okay. Walla Walla, some <laughs> sort of like thing like Yakima. From there's a there's a there's a once a month flight from Yakima to Reno okay. that operates. It's a small tiny airline. It, once it's a month. run by a mom and pop. Like literally, the dad's the pilot, the mom is the waitress, and she serves not peanuts or crackers, but like. Uh, food that she made <laughs> like cinnamon rolls uh-huh, or like cinnamon rolls and they have a son who works for them who is like also a stewardess with the mom and he's just dying and he just like it's his it's the story is from his perspective uh, i think that'd be great okay i want to call it air apparent because he's like <laughs> seriously because like a-i-r uh, uh no well h-e-i-r because okay, his dad apparent. wants him to take over the family okay. business and he just has no interest in doing it got it yeah so, anyways, nice. that's two books for the there for the record. Go. One one far more spiritual and and uh, <laughs> relevant to my career and line of work. The other just being like, I just think uh, it would be funny to be like, no, I, but what's gonna what's the conflict that's I, gonna drive the story? I don't know, but like the the thought of the mom asking the son, "What are people saying about my biscuits?" <laughs> and and him trying to try, yeah, I think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> she serves him, and then and then he has to go back to the aisle uh, and pick up the garbage. And like you're supposed to be on, on a thing going. How did you like? Did you like them? Were they good? Did you? Would you like another? I think it would be so freaking funny, man. Okay, Brent. All right, all right. Uh, let's jump into our something let's interesting because I gotta get moving. I told you to come here early and uh, and do this, I did and you graciously did. And then I've <laughs> blathered on and on, and I have a tennis match to go watch my daughter play in. Let's do it. Mine can be quick. Okay. Uh, I open, so you go first. Yeah. So um, this is a story about Gordon Ramsay. He lives in England, in case people didn't know that. Gordon Ramsay is a celebrity chef. He's notorious for like Hell's Kitchen and MasterChef and um, is often quite mean, especially on Next Hell's Level Kitchen. Chef is his new one. Yeah. and But he also does like MasterChef Kids and stuff. Like So we've seen the softer side of Gordon Ramsay. But apparently, um, about like a month ago... He was doing a interview on like BBC One, like or Radio Two or one of their shows, and a local like school cook had like two of her cooks out, and she was the only one cooking for the whole school that day. So she called in and was like, "Gordon, come help me!" Like jokingly, right? And he sent one of his chefs from one of his restaurants to the school to help them that day. And so, um, yeah, so it's just a story about that. Nice. So um, one was out sick, and then the other one had COVID, was out with COVID protocols or whatever. And he sent one of his chefs, whose name is Rob Roy Cameron, um, in a cab to the school and had him go work with the school that day. That'd be a decent uh, school lunch that day. Well, I'm sure he just made the things that they... Like had, I'm but sure he spiced it up a little bit though. Maybe I don't know. You wouldn't be there being like, "I work for Gordon Ramsay. Here's your chicken nuggets." Yeah, this was the funniest quote. So the like cook who called in was like, "I'm sure he was terrified having three menopausal women around him in the kitchen all day." <laughs> <laughs> terrified <laughs> with knives. Uh, so yeah, objects. I just thought that was like a fun, cute little. Like who would have? First of all, that woman for calling in and actually saying, "Come help me." Right. I don't think she actually expected anything to happen, but then Gordon. But there's always something so. in the back of your mind going, maybe. What if he shows up? Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be so crazy, cool. wouldn't it? Yeah. So he sent. He couldn't go, but he sent one of his chefs. We uh, while we were in Tahoe, we went through one of the. It's basically Caesars, but it's Harvey's or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they have a Hell's Kitchen in Lake Tahoe. And oh, cool. We got pictures in front of it, and I, we didn't recognize any of the workers, but that was one of the spots. It's pretty cool. So. 
All right, mine has to do uh, with a uh, a new thing that I have found that I'm I'm now currently a mini evangelist for, and not, and when I say that, I mean this is the first time I've talked about it, but I found it yesterday, and oh, I was okay. like, this is amazing. So, uh, Mariner season is upon us. For I, sure, I'm wearing my Dust Devils hat, and then also my King Griffey Jr. shirt. Oh yeah, today, you are. In spite uh-huh. of this. So I'm I'm in the in the baseball mode uh, right now, and uh, the Mariners are currently broadcast on Root Sports Network, yep. uh-huh. seven ten, um, which AM. yeah, on that's on the radio oh, on yeah. TV, yeah, 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 which is incredibly difficult to get. That's true. Uh, and and because I've had cable, I've had Dish, I've had all the things, and it's literally the only thing that it's on is Charter until yep. this year. <gasps> they oh. just started streaming, uh, and they started streaming, which is I. Hilarious! How many years have people been streaming things, and you're talking, you're telling me that Seattle, the Tech Central, just figured out this year to stream Mariners games? That's uh, ridiculous. Anyways, yeah, uh, Fubo TV. Have you ever heard of Fubo yeah. TV? Fubo TV has Root Sports Network on it, and okay. so I did some research, and I was like, I'm paying the exact same amount for Sling. I like Sling a lot; it was fine. Mm-hmm. Switched over Fubo, Fubo, and I got a Mariners game. I watched it the other night, which was fantastic. Nice. It was really great. Um, it's designed for like the whole. The whole paradigm is designed for sports guys, people, right? Oh, Fubo. Uh, yeah, okay. like like the ones that you, the channels that you get. You don't get a bunch of fluff channels. You get a lot of fluff channels, but they're sports. And so, yeah. if you're in obscure sports, it's great and whatever. So I thought that was cool and whatever. But then, so the reason I switched over is because the Mariners. But then, while I was there yesterday, I'm watching, and it was some other game because the Mariners were over. And I'm just sitting on my couch, and I realized it says, "Would you like to watch in multi view?" There's like a little button. I was like, "What's multi view?" I'm in. <laughs> I click it once, and it goes to two side by side screens. So you you're can like optimize your brain was like. Oh my word! Like, you know how much I love to go to Vegas to go watch. Yeah, March multiple Madness. screens at the same time. Multiple screens at the same yeah. time. And you, I've always sat in there and thought, who could ever afford four TVs to you watch just split four your different one games? TV into four screens. Megan, <laughs> I split it into two, and I was like, whoa, that's awesome. And then it said, would you like to add another screen? I said, don't you get greedy on me. <laughs> I split it into three, and I was like, well, that's cool, except one half is kind of big, and the other two are kind of small. Mm-hmm. And then it said, would you like to do one more? I said, don't you dare, and it split <laughs> it into four. I have four screens that I could watch four different baseball games on or football games or whatever. It was super easy. I could, it, I can go up or over and change the volume on oh. which one it comes in, like in terms of yeah. obviously- which you one know, you want to listen to? Holy smokes. I literally, I went and- <laughs> I said, Kylie, <laughs> Kylie, get in here. And she said the same thing that you did. Oh, good. More sports for you. This is so fantastic. My mind was blown. I always wondered how like people did this. I've seen it in like their like photos in their basement. Yeah, They'd be uh-huh. like, oh, yeah. And, and I'm like, how who, are you paying for four cable channels? How are you like, who can afford yeah, that? Like, why would you do that? I guess. Or maybe so, some other thing. I bet some other ones. There's do it too. probably some sort of device. I've never really looked into it to yeah. you know split the streams up or whatever. But this was super intuitive and easy to run, and <laughs> I am in. I am so in. It's fantastic. So if you uh, use my referral code, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't have a referral code. I don't, I don't. I'm not like that. So that's not what this uh, is. But uh, if you if you're a big sports fan, you've always wanted like the multi-screen TV. Um, then there you go. Fubo. Check it out. All right. All right. That'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. 
Uh, a couple things coming up. One, we've got Starting Point happening this weekend. It's our first round of it back in a long time, and so it's eight weeks uh, conversation on all of the basic building blocks of Christianity, who is God, uh, what is the Bible, how do we get it, yada, yada, yada. It's taking place during our 8.30 a.m. service, and if you've never been a part of it, you should definitely do so. Um, it's free, and uh, Steve Myers leading it along with his wife Irma, and then several of our board members are going to be popping in and helping out leading with some of that. So if you want to meet some of the leadership team at the church, um, do that. It's going to be over in our Wear Love space. You can register online on the Marketplace uh, page on the website. There's a bunch of different options on there as well. If the, that one doesn't pique your interest, um, we're doing pub theology on Wednesday night this week. Um, so tonight, if you're listening to this as it, the day that it dropped, uh, and a bunch of other things. So check it out. We'd love to be have you be a part of it. And last but not least, a new series kicks off this weekend uh, called More Like Roommates. It's a series on relationships, especially in this post-COVID society that we live in. So um, it's a four-week series, and uh, it's going to be a great one. So check it out. 8.30 or 10 in person, 10 online. That's it, guys. Have a great week. Bye.